Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey, and welcome to this week's podcast. It is November 6, 2020. Today we're going to be talking about the Lord. <laughs> yeah. It's just us, me, George, and me, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> you listener. <laughs> you listener. Yeah. And so um, before we really started, George wanted to uh, play a song that we got permission to play. Uh, who's that by? What's the song so name? The song is Always There For You. Um, and it's my cousin, John Ristaw. He's been a musician for as long as I've known. I mean, he's a year, two years older than me, I think. So, but he's always been into music, been into bands, and he's played Vegas. He lives in Florida now, but he's always been doing stuff with music. And this is his latest song. And I think what, what's been going on in the world with the election and all the upheaval and all this stuff and, and people really wondering where God is and is he there for us? And I think um, John really spoke to this when he, he wrote this song called Always There For You. Hold your head high and breathe in all of this. 
cousin John Ristall with always there for you and I think it really is, is really appropriate for us to start out this podcast with that because what you and I talked about a little bit earlier is really talking about where God is you know when we're feeling down or feeling out and where is God is he there for us and I think that song really speaks to it he is always there for us we just need to be open to that and listen to him and and pray and just like his song said breathe in his love because god's love is all around us when we really seek him we will find him yeah and that's so true um so we're in the election week and so (laughs) i think that that has brought fear anxiety and all sorts of craziness to to everyone and um i i i'm just as guilty as anybody else. Um, but what was weird is, um, so this is a cool thing I wanted to tell you that I didn't want to do off the podcast because then it's not as fun. Um, <laughs> is that, So I was election night, which was Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm into elections, but I'm not also, but I am because I do want whoever God wants in to get in, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen no matter what. So uh, God... God's a part of that every time. So um, I think that I was just like, okay, well, everything seems really wonky with what's happening. (laughs) Like Pennsylvania, you're like, how do you just stop counting? Um, Georgia, North Carolina, uh, Wisconsin, all those weird things that are happening there. You're like, somebody's doing something and it's just not right. And so I felt it like in the spirit of like, Something's not right. And so um, I was telling Jill about it that, like, I felt, like, fear, anxiety, or depression, like, all three pretty much were together. And I was, like, struggling to sleep. I was, like, tossing and turning. I was, like, 
what is this? Like, I've never been depressed in my life. Mm. And so I'm like, what is this? I mean, everybody's been sad at some point or whatever, but like, I've never been like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And so I was just like, um, sorry about that. Clean my throat. Um, is that I was like, okay, God, what's happening? And so I was like, I don't have any of this. Why am I dealing with this? And so that morning, uh, we, we had a kid who was having issues and, uh, they're in their room and I could still feel it like heavy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? I, I know you got control over this God, like whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, I don't, I don't care. Cause <laughs> I know you got this. That's my attitude. And that's usually how I am. And, um, so I know that there's some issues with our cameras going on. And so I just knelt in the floor and raised my hands up and I just prayed to God. And I was like, God, like help me. What is going on? Like, why am I feeling this? What is the deal? And, uh, and I really felt like God was telling me like, Hey, you just need to pray because there yeah. is something wrong and that you need to pray that whatever injustice is happening right now that it gets brought to the light so I could deal with it and mm-hmm. like show everyone who I am. And so I was like, so I prayed about it and then I felt good <laughs> and I, I, I did a good job with that kid, got them back to school and all that stuff. <clears throat> and then later on that day, um, I was like, God, why was like, what was happening? Like, why, why did I have to feel all that? And it was kind of like, Hey, I needed you to pay attention. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, Hey, I need you to get back on track here. And so I looked at John ten ten is what came to mind. And so, so people know me and George read the Bible and all that stuff. And I don't always remember verses. And so like everybody knows John three sixteen pretty much. And then I know like Romans two twenty two and stuff like that. And so, um, but for whatever reason, I know this verse, I've just never really paid attention to what the verse was. So John ten ten, God said that, like, showed me that verse, which I've never seen that before where it, like, slapped me in the face. And I was like, mm-hmm. John 10, 10. And all, it, all I got from it is have peace. And that's it. And I was like, okay. And then I looked up John 10, 10 later on with a friend who called me and sent me, like, this whole thing of a prophecy that has been said by multiple prophets. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe that man. And then he talked to me about what he was feeling Tuesday night and how he was feeling the same thing. And he goes, but God told me to tell two people or to send this to two people and then talk to you. And I was like, crazy. (laughs) God is, God is so cool. So 1010 is the thief comes only to still kill and destroy. I've come that you may have life and have it more to the, or it says more to the fullest. Um, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And like I, I added 11 on there, but 1010 was everything I needed. Like, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. Or more abundantly, it yeah. says in King James. Absolutely. And, and like, that's all I needed. <laughs> like, I was like... I laughed because I didn't know what the verse was. And I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like God said peace. And then all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap. 
he just sent me <laughs> like I saw God just text me basically in my mind. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more to the fullest. And like, I'm just, I was just blown away. And then I, then you read further. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And so God's not going to let us down. No, absolutely not. And, and really it doesn't matter who, who gets wins, elected, yeah. you know, because ultimately God's in control and you know, whatever, you know, if we in the, you know, Christian world need a shake up and really see where our foundation is, you know, like it makes me think of how the, the friend that you have that that's uh, in the whatever gospel revolution, um, can can I say something to that cult? But um, <laughs> cult. <laughs> that like I don't know. I don't have any better way to say it because it's it, true. It really, it's true. It people. seems like they want to control who is ever in their flock, so to speak, by saying, you know, nothing really matters. Um, but I kind of lost my train of thought there. But what it, it made me think of that and think of how that caused you to really dive into the word, yeah. you know, really, you know, people in the, a lot of Christians are like, you know, that I know were like, um, have been saying, Oh, well, well, Trump is the, you know, he's totally for God and this and that. And, you know, people will say, well, what about his past? And, you know, everybody's got some kind of past. Yeah. And I don't think it matters who's in the office it matters what we as Christ followers are going to do. If it ends up being Biden, are we not going to pray for our president? Because if we're not, then we're being disobedient. Yep. Because the word calls us to, to pray for our president. And if it still ends up being Trump, I mean, President Trump is still our president. He still needs to you be know, prayed for. So he still needs to be prayed for. And if you're a Christ follower and you were against Trump, whatever. Are you praying for the man? That's that's my question. Are we praying for our leaders? Because if we are, then you should be playing, praying for both sides. Right. It, it really doesn't matter. We should be praying for our leaders, whoever they are, and let God do the job of turning their hearts. Yep. You know, that's not our job or, you know, well, he said he's a Christian, so we're going to follow him. What if he's, a lot of people say they're Christians, but just because you walk into your garage doesn't make you a car. Just because you walk into a church doesn't make you a Christian. But anyway, we should be praying for our leaders, yeah. no matter who it is. And um, so I was reading in my devotional this morning in, in the little, the version app. Yeah. And the scripture that it opened up was, um, and I think this ties along with what you read and how I was feeling I wanted to share this tonight. Um, For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. I just, like, I, I've read this before, and it's Habakkuk 2.14. Habakkuk. You know, it's that. like um, filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. Yep. And that's really what we should be looking. We should be making ourselves available to be aware of God's glory. 
Yeah. You know. Um, also, to add to that is First John, we'll go with 4.17, but it's really 16. It starts on 16. It says, whoever lives in love, oh, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In the world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The, old, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. <clears throat> and, and that's true. We're not supposed to fear. And when you were saying how you were feeling, you know, that the best way I can describe it for myself and others that I've talked to is just everybody was feeling some kind of way. Yeah. Just some kind of heaviness. Uneasy. Yeah. You know, and I'm and these are people that are, you know, they that I know that know of the Lord, but they're not Christ followers. But they were feeling a heaviness. And I was like, and Amory and I were both feeling a heaviness. And, you know, we've had some stuff in our personal life going on um that can add to that but it just seemed even heavier more so yeah it, you it know? was it was definitely like god's like i don't know like i'm not saying like it was bad because nothing bad happened and not if people are thinking like oh god's punishing you guys that's not what i'm saying i'm saying it was just a heavy burden yeah and yeah. like that's that's the best way to describe it is i had a heavy burden and i was like what is this? Because it doesn't happen. And so God knew instantly I was going to reach out and be like, Hey God, what's going on here? Like, what is this? And to add to what you're saying about praying for, um, our leaders, whether you like them or not, it says here, continuing on in first John, uh, four, it says verse 19, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar for, Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God who they have not seen. And he has given us this commandment. Anyone who loves God must love their brother and sister. And so I guess this is our our challenge to our listeners is to love others and to love even people in power. You need to because, hey, whether they're, they suck or are not good to you. We got to pray for them because maybe there will be somebody that runs into them and changes their whole life. And they could have been the worst Saul in our life. Mm-hmm. And he turns into Paul, but we right. don't know that because we just see the horribleness of who they are. And I think that's the biggest thing that I get out of God is that he loves us no matter who we are. Right. Right. And and speaking on that um, too, and you mentioned Saul and becoming Paul. After talking with Robbie, um, yeah. like last week, uh, week before, two weeks ago, yeah, yeah. Um, it just made me think. Like sometimes we do just like because we know people in the Bible, we know the Word, yeah. Um, but for those that are listening to this that don't really know the Word and they're going, "Who's Saul? Who's Paul?" There yeah. <laughs> is a, a man, and actually still a, a actual historical figure, um, a person. His name was Saul, and he was a persecutor of Christ followers. He was a, a devout um, Jewish person 
that didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So he stood by while Christians were being killed for their faith and was persecuting Christians and even said, out of the sinners, I'm the, I'm the worst of them all. I, you know, I actually had Christians killed because of their beliefs, but God removed the scales from his eyes, like literal scales, and pretty much knocked him off his horse and spoke to him and said, you know, why are you persecuting me? Not yeah. why are you persecuting my people, but why are you persecuting me? He directed it to him. Why are you persecuting me, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of these people? And he opened up Saul's eyes and renamed him Paul. And Paul went on to be a great evangelist and the writer of most of the New Testament. Um, but, you know, God inspired and uh, to go along with, with what you're saying, with the not fearing, I was doing this devotional, and, and this these, like, it just really spoke to me because I was like, Lord, I, I want, how, how do you want me to pray in this time? How do you want me to pray for my family? Yeah. And, like, the Lord's just really been using this. And sometimes, you, you know, you do a devotional, and it's just like, Okay, well, that was something there. I I did my due diligence for the day. I got I read the Bible. I read the Bible, but you know when you really take and at the beginning of each of these devotions, it says take time to listen to God. So I've been doing that, trying to be more mindful of just listening, and so it starts out with the for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, Habakkuk two fourteen. And it says, according to Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew word for glory is kabod, which means weight, honor, glorious, abundance, riches, splendor, dignity, and reputation. That's a lot. I mean, the word for glory means all those things. Honor, glorious, abundance, riches, splendor, dignity, and reputation. So late let the weight of his glory fill your home. So I was just praying, let it fill my home. Not just yeah. my apartment that we live in, but our entire home. You know, let your glory fill our home, Lord. Let the weight of his splendor, majesty, and honor fill every aspect of your life. So I was just praying that. Let your splendor, majesty, and honor fill every aspect of my life and my wife's life, my children's life, and then choose to live a life that reflects the glory and excellence of God let your life have a reputation of serving God. Let your heart surrender to his glory. Let your life honor God. Let every gift, talent, and ability give glory to God. Let your faith, diligence, and obedience reflect him and minister to others daily. And I, I really that's that is my prayer. That is what I want to be so surrendered to God that I can just minister to others daily because I'm just in the presence of God, yeah. you know, just in the presence of God, in in His glory, walking in His glory. Um, it's let, like Smith Wigglesworth, or yeah, John. Is it John G. Lakes that like John G. Lakes or John Praying Hyde that where which, like their shadow touched somebody? And yeah, they, they got healed. Like, like, and I mean, that's what even Jesus talks about, and uh, and like kind of going back and not not to keep beating a dead horse about my friend, but. Uh, this week we're talking to him, and he was like, "Well, the New Testament's just good stories." And I go, "Then you have no Jesus. That that's what it comes down to. If the New Testament's just good stories, then 
you can't say he died on the cross or anything for for your sins because you have to have the New Testament. You can't believe part of it. Like, so I was explaining this to one of the kids because they asked like a bunch of questions, and I was like, "Well, I can't lie to you." <laughs> so, <laughs> right. um, I was like, "What? What do you mean?" And so they talked about like they felt or like had thought they saw like a demon. I go, so if you've seen evil, do you not think there's good? Cause there's always an opposite. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, I would think about that because if you've seen the bad and you know, it's real, then you know, the good's there. It has to. Right. Cause for every opposite there's, or what is it called? What did they say? Usually like for every, Negative, there's a positive. Right, for every action, there's a A consequence or reaction, yeah. 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 Sorry, people. Somebody hit us up (laughs) on Facebook or TikTok or something. Um, But uh, definitely one of those things where I just feel like God's calling us to go to the next level, and I haven't felt that way in a while, and so I just feel like God's calling us to do something new and to challenge us and to... truly push us to the next level and reaching people and, and going further into what he wants us to do. And, um, I don't know why, but I, I, I just feel like one of the things that keeps coming up are those people who are saying like, Oh, it's the end times every like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's just to be real, like to be straightforward. That's just putting fear in people's lives. Yeah. Every day we're closer to when Jesus is coming back. That's how I always think of it. And I'm all, but what am I going to do today? Am I going to do what God wants me to do? Or am I going to freak people out <laughs> that, that today's going to end? Well, and that's the thing. Like the Bible clearly states that we don't, like Jesus said, I don't even know, you know, only the, the father knows. And yeah. You know, and I believe he said that at a time where he was on earth as man and, and I mean, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. Yeah. Um, But I think at that moment in time when he was here on earth, Jesus as man didn't truly know. Yeah. Now, once he ascended back into heaven, I believe, you know, he knows that when the end is coming. Yeah. You know, but. um, But he couldn't lie. But so, he couldn't, right? And so, so we don't know. We're not. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. And I, I believe that. Like God, you know, He sheltered that from his because, manly yeah. <laughs> knowing. Um, but we're. I don't think we're supposed to know. Like I think people will get so hung up on reading Revelations and what does the seven years mean? And okay, well, if this was the start of the seven years, then. Are we in mid tribulation, post tribulation, pre tribulation? And one of my friends she used to always say, "In a hundred years, is it going to matter?" Yeah. And really, when I think about it, me being forty-seven, in a hundred years, is it going to matter? I don't think I'll still be on the planet here. So, yeah, no, it's not going to matter. <laughs> you know. And but should we be ready? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Bible the says, Bible says to yeah. be ready. But it doesn't mean be freaking out. <laughs> right. Doesn't mean be freaking out. Doesn't mean like you're um 
you know, you're going to be able to figure out a timeline of, of when it's going to be. And yeah, nobody knows, but we should be living as it could be any time because it could be any time, you know? And I, and somebody really put it well is like, if, if everybody is so conscious or conscious, is that, yeah. Conscious about when Jesus is coming back, then obviously it's not going to be that. <laughs> like, because he's going to come like a thief in the night. It says, right. If everybody's like, oh, he's coming right now, freak out. It's a COVID 19. He's not coming back. I'm just, no, like, I'm just if, being real. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you say you know, then we're like, okay. And that day, Thanks. I don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> yeah. That day, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy thought it was that day. But, like, seriously, so if you're living right now in fear, like, trying to listen to prophets, trying to say, like, hey, it's happening this year and all that, congratulations. It's not happening this year. Um, just being real, like, that he's going to come like a thief in the night. And I, I feel... Like, it'll be in a time where everything seems very, like, good. Like, all across the board. Because, <laughs> like, if everybody's like, life is perfect, everything's good, God is good, That's that that would make more sense to me of a time when, when God would come back than during a pandemic. Because everybody and their mom, he knows, is like, <laughs> he's coming back tomorrow, the next day, the next hour, five minutes from now, ten seconds from now. Blah, blah, blah. Well, and, and, you know, and I have people, like, I don't know if you read the Left Behind series, which I thought was a great series. A great... I love the movies. You know, um, really, really, I can look at it as kind of an evangelical tool. Yeah. Um, Can't say... It's a fictional book, you know, like people are... But people really put so much into it, like, oh, this is, this is truth. But it's not. Yeah. Like Tim LaHaye is very, very um, well known, like Bible scholar, and you know, really Jerry Jenkins is very creative, and they worked together and really did a great series. Um, but people are like, well, I believe that there's not going to be, we're not going to be in the tribulation. Like Christ followers aren't going to be in the tribulation. We're going to be raptured before all the bad things happen, all the persecution happens. And I'm like, but well, what do we tell the people in China? Yeah. <laughs> that are being <laughs> beaten for their faith. Like, they're probably going, well, I'm in the tribulation. It's got to happen in yeah. any minute. You know, only seven more years of this. Only seven more years of this garbage. <laughs> but yeah, like, I agree in, like, and I'm just saying that as a thought, not saying that as fact. But yeah, what have you ever seen the other movie? It's like Maghetto. My, my uh, I, I think it is Maghetto. Is I don't think I, I don't think I've seen it, but I think that oh. is the name of it. it. It's a pretty crazy movie, but like, um, it's kind of like the rapture and stuff. But there's mm-hmm. also moments after or whatever with mm-hmm. like A. R. White or whatever his name is. And I'm trying to get you on the podcast and you never answer your dang messages. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely one of those things that I'm like, okay, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I don't care because God's in control. And that's kind of 
what we're talking about is love. God's in control and fear tonight. Yeah. Around about everything. And I feel like there's so many people that maybe even you listening are feeling fear of, Hey, what's going to happen? I know it's tough. I get it. (laughs) And I get the weight that we sometimes hold on to, but it's more about, Hey, God, you're in control. Like right. I'm not in control. I can't determine what you're going to say is right or wrong or is this going to work out or is it's not going to work out. I just got to trust you, God, and know that it's going to all work out. And, and with that, I want to just kind of finish up reading this devotional because I think it really, it re- to me, it really spoke to me. Hopefully it'll speak to you guys as well, but I think it really speaks to us what we're talking about with this. Um, it says, let the glory of the Lord fill your home. Let his presence dwell richly in the walls of your family. Let his peace rest in every corner of your house. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength for generations to come. Let his power shift your family and transform your heart. Let his word cultivate the environment of your home. And I believe that we need to do that as Christ followers, that we really need to be, you know, showing peace God's peace, letting God's glory work in our lives and through our children. If we want to see any change in the world, it needs to change in our homes first. Yep. And then it goes on to say, are you establishing an environment of peace or chaos? What's filling your home? Confusion or clarity? Gossip or wisdom? Establish an environment within the walls of your heart that reflects the heart of Christ. When you surrender to him and eliminate chaos and confusion, he will guide your path. Let his glory cover your house. Let his word penetrate your heart and shape the very foundations of the next generation. When you surrender to God, you have the opportunity to establish new generational patterns that will transform your family forever. Your obedience and submission to God is a life-transforming generation-shifting moment. You have the opportunity to obey God or you can continue to wander in cycles. Let his glory cover every decision that you make. Let his glory cover your family. Let his glory lead you. And I think that's where we're at. We really need to come away from the politics, um, come away from the the fear tactics, the anxiety, the, the division that the enemy is trying to sow between believers and follow what, God has designed for us what his glory is, what his truth is. Tell your children about his truth. Get on your knees in prayer. Get on your face before God. Pray for your family. Lead your household. Pray for your leaders. Yep. No matter what party, political party they're affiliated with, we're called to pray for them. We're called to pray for our leaders. We're called to pray for our, we should be praying for our pastors. You know, I'm sure there's pastors in, that have congregations that are split 50-50, yep. you know, and they still have to lead their flock and put politics aside. Um, I feel you, like if if you can't have a basic conversation about politics with somebody, you have issues. Like, mm-hmm. there are definitely heart issues with you. So... If I'm like, oh, I really like Biden, blah, 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 and you get all mad about that, you need to get over yourself. Yeah. Um, 
if I'm like, man, Trump train 2020, (laughs) get off my case. Um, What I'm saying is if you are so self-reliant on our politicians, then you're missing it. Right. Then you're you're only breeding into the chaos that's going on because you're not following who is our true leader. And that's God. That's, you're not, you're not being in tune with the Holy Spirit. You're putting your faith in a man that says he does or doesn't have faith, you know. But really, we should be putting our faith in God and praying for whoever that person is that's going to be the, you know, the president or even your local politicians, you know. Be praying for, be praying for the leaders that, you know, we should be praying... Husbands, we should be praying for our wives. Wives, you should be praying for your husbands because you're the leaders of your home, you know. Um, be, be praying for your bosses at work, you know. You want to see change in your workplace? Start praying for your boss. I guarantee that it will shift the dynamic of your workplace. I know because I've done it. Yep. And if you are struggling with the boss... And God's not calling you to leave that job, then you should be praying for him. Yeah. And you should be that light in their life where they're like, why is there something different about you? Um, going along with that, uh, I, I knew there was a verse. I mean, you had talked about it before. <laughs> but Romans 13, 1, it says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that ex- exist have been established by God. And so, um, just thinking about that is that God's a part of it. And so if you think, oh, God, where are you if Trump doesn't get in? Or where are you if Trump does get in? <laughs> like, right. wherever your feelings are about that, God is involved in it. And so either way, God puts in who he puts in. Exactly. And that shouldn't change your mind of who God is. Because God created the whole world. He created the heavens and the stars. Like a a God who could probably snap his finger like Thanos and (laughs) explode the whole universe is the one who's in control. Let's think about that. Yeah. That, I mean... I, I don't know. I guess I I have been guilty of that where you get in fear or whatever. But really, guys, if you think about it, like, I mean, God could do whatever he wants. And he does. <laughs> right. He's the creator of this universe. And I, I think that, um, I don't know if you've seen the Animaniacs. It's going to, I think it's rebooting on, on Netflix, Netflix or Hulu. But yeah. the cartoon Animaniacs, which I loved, even even now, if I see it, like their Christmas special, I thought was great. But <laughs> they sing a song in like in their Chris, in the Christmas special, um, and there's it goes, it's a great big universe, and we're all just really puny, like the size of Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if I don't know if you know who, like Mickey Rooney is an old actor. Um, he, he is about the size of a jockey, like, <laughs> like it, you know, we, we've done some TikToks and, yeah. and jokes and, and, you know, 
will say how short I am. Well, Mickey Rooney is even shorter than me. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't even know if he was so five George foot. what George is saying is back off. <laughs> what I'm saying is that we're just small. Yeah. You know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we think we have so much power, so much control. We don't. Like, even people are going, oh, the, you know, uh, President Trump's going to ruin the world. Uh, you know, if Biden gets in, he's going to ruin the world. Really, people, the presidents don't have as much power as you think they yeah. do. And it takes a long time for for some of that crap to, to go through. Yeah. And so somebody mentioned something like that, and I was like, well, he can't change it overnight. <laughs> like, he right. can't be like, well, I want to make all these rules. They're going to be like, whoa, 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 slow it down there, champ. Right. <laughs> I, I just, I think it's, you know, People are getting all, you know, just scrolling through Facebook and seeing some of the ridiculousness of things and people still, like, spewing hate, but, or or not, you know, the people that were spewing hate are now saying, oh, we got to love everybody, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, it really, like, and then people getting mad about people throwing, you know, voting third party. Oh, you just threw your vote away. I don't think so. Like, I think if they're, you know, the third party candidate, um, which would have been Jorgensen? Joe Jorgensen, yeah. um, libertarian candidate. Um, Is that the lady? Yeah. 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 So, so you didn't vote Kanye? I did. <laughs> totally did. Won a 55,000, baby. <laughs> Kanye got 55,000 people. I was listening to it today. Oh, God. It turned out like 55,000 people voted for Kanye. If, if that doesn't say something, like these people, like you want to talk about throwing out your, your vote. Your vote. Yeah. Like I don't think he was even on everybody's ballot. I know no. he was on the ballot here, yeah. and, and I, I saw it, and I just started cracking up. I I'm took like, a picture of it. I don't know if that's legal or not, but I totally did. <laughs> I was going to. I wanted to take a picture of it and make it look like I darkened it in. I mean, I did darken it in because I totally <laughs> voted for Kanye. <laughs> I think, oh, like uh, my oldest daughter asked, and she goes, who do I tell if somebody asks who you voted for, I was like, Kanye, 2020? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is a girl... And Trinity go, our dad's voted for Kanye. <laughs> so, which I did. Which totally. I did. <laughs> totally. Um, no, but seriously, they... What was it? Um, what's funny about that is a girl mentioned that like three years back that was here where we work. And she goes, Kanye, 2020, he's going to go be president. And I just, I thought it was hilarious. But then I go, technically, she wasn't wrong because he did right. go for it. <laughs> so after all that, like making fun of her and we joked around about it, I was like, she wasn't wrong. He did go for president. Right. In he was on the ballot. Um, I just, someone was like, what if you wrote in something? You know, I'm just going to write, write in my own name. I said, I actually thought about it just writing in my own name. Like that's, that's kind of like I got out and I voted. Yeah. I did yeah. my, my civil, civic, civil duty. civic, civic duty, duties? civic yeah. duty. And, and, uh, 
one of my friends, Emory took a picture of us with the I voted stickers on and put it on Facebook. And um, Brian, Crap. he's been on one of I our forgot. podcasts. A guy, a guy took a picture of me and Jill voting, like for the newspaper. Oh, really? Yeah. I. Oh, You're going to see if it's in there. It's in the Stansbury newspaper. It would have been like, I would assume yesterday. You could probably still get one. I wonder. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, he put he posted on there. It doesn't matter who you know. No matter who you voted for, the government wins. And that's it's really a true statement. You know, it doesn't like whoever we voted for. It's still the government that wins. You yeah. know, it's still <laughs> like. There's still going to be things that we don't agree with or do agree with. Um, I just found it very interesting seeing Kanye on the ballot. Very telling, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, of where people are at. And and hearing that he got 55,000 votes. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot. But... He's a celebrity, and it's known that that's how many votes he got. Yeah. So I think people in the powers that be and the, you know, politicians need to be thinking about that. need to be thinking that people are really tired of this two-party system and want something different, you know. Yeah. Are tired of, you know, career politicians and which I, my personal belief is that there should be term limits. It was never supposed to be a career job. It wasn't, government wasn't designed for that. You mean that Nancy Pelosi's been in there for like 70 years? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you doing? You know, what if you want to say, oh, this, you know, you're, you're blaming whatever party that the economy's in the crap or this or that, but you've been part of, the government for all this time what have you done yeah and why do you you're doing a crappy job why do you keep getting to vote for your own raises <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i wish i could vote for my own raises yeah me too but but instead we're just judged on our performance <laughs> yeah <laughs> but at the end of the day um God's in control, and we need to really know that and seek that and, and get on our knees, seek God's face. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I believe it doesn't really matter who the president is. If, if you're not willing to get on your face and pray for that person, yep. then you're not doing what God's called you to do. How and that's you, pray George? for your leaders. <laughs> For sure. And I think that that's the struggle with some people is that they 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 want to complain about things that God's not doing, but also you're not doing anything. Yeah. So it's not that God's not doing anything, but his people still have to pray. Right. And I mean, and ultimately God's in control. And, yep. um, you know, are we going to move the hand of God with our prayers? Yep. Yes. Yeah. You know, like... Yes, but ultimately, no. Like, really, that, like, it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's not, you know, it's not totally up to us, but 
if we're not having communication with God, then what are we doing? Because the Bible tells us, ask, ask, seek, knock, pray, you know, seek me, you will find me. Yeah. So if we're not seeking after God with everything we've got, then we're, we might as well just give up. Yeah. You know, go follow the gospel revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can just <laughs> believe that the world's fine. You're safe. We're all good. Safe, you know, and this is heaven. Oh, what is your saying? You say to that one youth all the time. Something about hell and... Uh, do you ever feel like you're in hell? <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely what I would say if, if God made this what was supposed to be heaven, heck no. Um, you, Sorry if you are a universalist. No, I'm not. <laughs> the, the thing is, like, okay, if this is... If the, if we have arrived, if we yeah if if we have arrived, then I give up. <laughs> <laughs> My expectations I, are way <laughs> off. I'm not going to be nice. I'm not going to be kind. Someone, you know, pisses me off in traffic. Oh, do you got to hit the explicit button? <laughs> <laughs> explicit. Explicit. <laughs> I was just gonna. Yeah. I'm just going to grab my tire iron and break their window out. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. We're, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're already in heaven. heaven. <laughs> There's quotations all around the world there. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, we're we're rounding up to an hour, and I think that this has been a fantastic podcast. Uh, hopefully, by next week sometime or next month, we'll find out who our president is. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at uh, one of my friends posted that really once like once they do everything, count every single vote, yeah. and then the electoral college, and then when the electoral college actually has to have their actually vote in, yeah, is January sixth. Like in all actuality, it could take till January sixth for us to really know. And there's gonna be. I, they're already going to the Supreme Court about some things because there, yeah. is, there is very fishy things in this election that you're like, um, yeah, how does Milwaukee all of a sudden have 100,000 votes just for one person? Because that was my question. I I mean, and I'm not a genius of any sort, but, <laughs> but like 100,000 for one person when – don't get me wrong. Like you said, there's libertarians, there's uh, constitutionalists and all that. None of them voted for in that hundred thousand or over a hundred thousand votes. I find that very suspicious. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're saying that there's one thing I saw that said, there's more, more votes in an area than people that they're waiting that than people that were registered to vote. How does that work? <laughs> and, and that's what I really think God's going to shine through on this one <laughs> and prove, hey, if you're if there is corruption, which we all know, there is plenty, plenty of crappy corruption in our government. God's hopefully this is it. Like God's going to reveal it, and America needs to get on their knees again. Yeah, and not for protesting police. Or America, 
Like, this is God's nation, and we've been far from it, and it's time to come back. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to be Russia. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be North Korea, South Korea. I don't want to be anything. China. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be, you know, like. As much as the Civil War would be, sounds like a fun time, it's awful. Yeah. Like, really, it shouldn't it shouldn't have to come down to that yeah and really this should you know if you have if if you're a christ follower and past couple days you've been hitting you know feeling that fear anxiety even if you're not a christ follower and you've been feeling that you need to turn to god yeah that is what you need to do that's where you find your peace you know just bringing it back to um John's song, the he's always there for you. That's yep. where you're gonna find your peace is in Christ's love. That's where we need to turn to. Yep. And so I think that's an awesome point to close out in prayer. You want me to pray or you want to pray? Um, you want to both pray? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that understand that we would walk in your glory, Lord, that we would bring peace into our homes and not chaos, that we would get on our faces before you, that you have called men and women to you, you've called fathers, Lord, to to lead their homes, that you would help Jacob and I to lead our homes, Lord, and, and bring our children up in the way that they should go and follow you, Lord, and um, be protectors of our wives and praying with our wives, Lord, and just leading our families. Um, and we pray for, for men all across this nation, for married couples all across this nation, that they would get on their knees and, and pray and make you the leader of their households, Lord. Yes, Lord, and thank you, God, for George and his family, Father God. Thank you, God, for everything you're doing in our lives. Thank you, God, for this nation, this free nation that we live in, Father God, to be able to do all this. And thank you, God, for just changing changing our hearts and making us softer men, Father God, for you, and just blessing us, Father God, and helping us to do what we need to do, Father God, and guide us in decisions in the upcoming months, years, and days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.